The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Friday the 15th of February. In your Squiz today, fallout from a big week in Parliament, Chris Dawson's court appearance, AMP's financial results and Friday Lights. This is your Squeeze Today. Claire, it was the last day of a a big sitting week in Parliament yesterday, starting with the Coalition pulling its big stick legislation from being debated in the House for fear of the Greens sabotaging it. So that's the one that would break up electricity companies found guilty of price gouging. They'll now take that to an election. But that's just the start of it. Tell us about all the filibustering. Parliament goes to question time at about two o'clock every sitting day and it's convention, it's really in the Prime Minister's remit, but it's convention that it goes for a little bit over an hour. But yesterday Scott Morrison took the very unusual step and let question time run for quite a bit longer than two hours and that was really to play out for time. So on a Thursday Parliament usually adjourns at about 4.30. Uh, so really he pushed question time from two o'clock right up to that deadline uh, so that they couldn't get to a motion that was going to be considered to call on a Royal Commission for Disabilities uh, Services and Abuse in those services. It was a, a pretty fraught afternoon. Why did he not want that Royal Commission vote to be called? That's a very good question because Scott Morrison hasn't actually ruled out supporting a Royal Commission, but right. it seems to be around this sort of um, oh, bit of control, really. He lost control of, of the House, as we know this week when a vote went through on the Medivac bill. Uh, He didn't want to do it again. They weren't ready to have that vote. Doesn't mean they're not going to support it, but they certainly weren't going to deal with it yesterday. And on top of that, there's a bit of fallout from the Hanson Burston Stoush. Pauline Hanson's Chief of Staff, James Ashby, has been banned from Parliament House. Brian Burston, I think, has admitted that he did wipe blood on Pauline Hanson's door. In a very roundabout kind of way, Brian Burston got up to say, I don't remember doing it, but I've come to the conclusion that it was me that put the blood on the door and I apologise. So I guess that's an apology of sorts. Wow. (laughs) Also yesterday, the government released the Closing the Gap report, which is an annual look at how to improve employment, education and health outcomes for Indigenous Australians. What did we hear? Yeah, the closing the gap targets really take a measure of where Indigenous Australians are at and compares it to the rest of Australia. And the targets have been in place uh, for 11 years now. And what this year's report shows is that against those targets, not a lot of progress has been made. Uh, Scott Morrison gave a very sobering assessment of that and said that it's just not true that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children growing up in Australia today have the same opportunities as other children in this country, um, that it's never been true and that he doesn't know when it's going to be true. But he also was keen to say that that doesn't mean that there's not progress being made. There, There is some progress being made. Um, Bill Shorten, though, had a, a different view to say it's not the targets that have failed. Uh, it's it's governments and all of us and more needs to be done. Yeah. And on the policy front, based on a, a recommendation made by Envoy on Indigenous Affairs, Tony Abbott, Scott Morrison announced yesterday they would waive the student debts of teachers who spend four years working in those very remote communities. Chris Dawson, the man accused of killing his wife Lynette in 1982, he's the subject of the award-winning podcast The Teacher's Pet, who most of our listeners are very familiar with, appeared in court yesterday, Claire. 
He did. And what they've asked for, his legal team have asked for, is a bit more time. (laughs) They're trying to get through pages, thousands of pages of evidence uh, and also hundreds of hours of audio recordings that have been compiled for that podcast. And there was an interesting point also raised by his legal team, which is the possible contamination of, of witnesses. And what that means is that given Headley Thomas, who's the journalist who um, spearheaded that award-winning podcast, uh, interviewed many witnesses that are very crucial to this uh, and went back to them, it's quite possible that Thomas was talking to them about other people's evidence. So when it comes to actually talking about this in in a court situation, it's quite difficult to unpick. So it's going to be a fascinating case, this one. Yeah, the case was adjourned until May. Bill Cosby has spoken for the first time from behind bars, saying he feels no remorse and he considers himself a political prisoner. He really doesn't think he's done anything wrong. His lawyer said that he's having a a fine time in prison, that it's not a sad thing. Uh, It can't be a sad thing because he did nothing wrong. It's just incredible to see the, the level of denial. Yeah, huge fall from grace for him. Over to business news now, and on top of everything that came out of the Banking Royal Commission, AMP took another hit yesterday when it reported its full-year profits had slumped 97%. Yeah, it's a big hit. So their final profit, they've only taken home $28 million uh, compared to $848 million in profit the year before. Uh, What that really has to do with is um, clients, wealth management clients who have their superannuation, other investments with AMP, Uh, $4 billion worth of that went elsewhere. People just took their superannuation, uh, it looks like, mostly to the industry funds. They decided they didn't want their money with AMP. Uh, And, you know, when there was all sorts of evidence out in the Royal Commission that AMP were charging all sorts of fees for services that weren't being provided, uh, that seems to be the generator for that. Friday Lights now. You've recommended the Washington Post's Retropod the lovers of history out there. You know, when you're standing in a coffee queue and you don't really want to make eye contact with anyone, you want to sort of appear like you're busy and, you know, on your phone. (laughs) It's a real... I usually am busy. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I like to pretend sometimes. Uh, (laughs) These these retropods are really good because they're only four or five minutes long and it gets into some really interesting stories that you would never come across. And the one that um, brought me back to it this week was... um, Uh, a story about a printing error in one of the King James Bibles from the 1600s that listed one of the Ten Commandments as thou shalt commit adultery. They sort of left out a knot (laughs) in that line. And it was a printing error. Um, And, of course, it was the story about what happened to that printer and and how there's been mistakes in, in printing like this in the past. It was quite quite fun. But yeah, there's a whole series of these and, and they're really good fun and, and really great stories that you'd never Worth come across. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. Martha Stewart's blog as well and a fatouche salad recipe. I just need to up my salad game. I've kind of, you know, had a summer of salads. I've dropped the ball too. Yeah. I agree. I don't know what happened I, there. I'm just getting a bag of, you know, spinach leaves and chucking some tomatoes in there at the moment and it's yeah. just really boring. So... 
Me too. Going to make a bit of an effort on that on the weekend. Yeah, good one. Thank you for that. The subject line. The subject line is he got that super bass. That's the Nicki Minaj classic from a few years ago. Uh, That's in reference to um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's birthday. Uh, He did lip sync battle with um, Stephen Marchant and Jimmy Fallon way back in the days when lip sync battles weren't a thing and he just kills it. So, uh, who is he? I don't know who he is. Oh, he's one of those young actors. Um, yeah, you would, you will know him when you see him. He's, he's a, I'm terrible at this. He's a super pop culture. He's a super cool guy. Okay. I'm, but that's why I don't know him. I'm super not cool. (laughs) (laughs) And we love you for it. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Finally, we hope most Squiz subscribers have started receiving the email on a regular basis after our move to a new email platform. If you haven't, you can try adding hello at mythersquiz.com.au as a contact. If you're still having trouble, just get in touch with us and we'll help you sort through it. In closing, big thanks for listening to the Squiz Today podcast. If you enjoy it, please leave us a review on your podcast platform. Have Have a great weekend. We'll chat to you on Monday. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN vpn.com forward slash squiz today.